Welcome to the Creating Your Best Self podcast. We're your hosts, David Johnson and T. LaVon Lawrence. The Creating Your Best Self podcast is all about change. It's about creating the very best version of yourself so that you can help others achieve the same. In today's episode, we're going to discuss overcoming irrational fear so that you can dream big, become extraordinary, and live a life devoid of regret. Stay tuned. discuss fear and how to use it to propel your life forward. Fear is debilitating. It robs you of your self-worth and paralyzes you when you even think about taking actions towards your goals. Fear is a hardwired response to anything that would put your life in danger. It's a leftover evolutionary survival trait that is meant to keep us alive. When you understand that fear is the way your subconscious mind deals with anything out of the ordinary, you begin to understand that there's a reason for it. It's cautioning you that you need to make a plan, that you shouldn't proceed any further until you've replaced the unknown with the known. Once you understand this, you can start to separate your fears into two categories. Rational fears that keep you alive, fears such as avoiding physical harm, avoiding dangerous situations and people, and the irrational fears that keep you from living, avoiding uh, acting active lifestyles, fear of flying, driving, being afraid of the dark, fear of speaking up, meeting new people, intimacy, abandonment, and even rejection. It's the fears that keep you from living that are keeping you from having the audacity to dream big. It will rob you of your forward momentum and block your path forward. Well, I think that's enough preamble, T. Why don't you start us off? David, fear is actually kind of on a scale. Uh, It runs from mild to debilitating. Debilitating fear, there's an actual uh, medical condition called atychophobia. Had to actually look that up, which is an intense fear of failure. But on the flip side of that, there's also a success anxiety or achievement-phobia, basically imposter syndrome, where you're afraid of succeeding also. The good news is that atychophobia only affects two to 5% of the population. So most of us who wrestle with ourselves over fear and are dealing with mild to medium effects that can be fixed with simple solutions that we'll discuss here are just average. We're not suffering like you might tell people where I'm I'm afraid of failure or I'm afraid of success, but you don't have the extreme symptoms. You're not a medical case. You're just an average person. So there is a way for you to get out of it. Now, Um, success and anxiety failure have the same symptoms. Uh, They run from mild, medium, advanced stages, and extreme. On a mild stage, uh, you get mislabeling, uh, wrong assumptions, erroneous feelings stemming from your own bias. You're always misreading situations and Mm -hmm. you misread what people say to you. You take it the wrong way. That's, those are mild symptoms. Then you have medium symptoms. Which, which is like real fear where you can feel it and you're scared. You can feel it in your muscles, in your bones. Uh, you feel vulnerable. Uh, it can lead to hesitance, procrastination, and it leads to perfectionism. These are like medium symptoms. Then you have advanced stages where you have habitual negative thoughts. Uh, you're stuck in place. They call that homeostasis. You actually reject your goals and start uh, seeing them in a negative light to where you don't have to do them and you start dragging other people down with you. 
Now there are extreme effects, though these where you have to see a counselor or a doctor or something, where you're sliding backwards, you got really self-destructive habits and you engage in toxic relationships and you end up getting toxic results. Well said, very well said. Your mind is a powerful thing and it will convince you that the fears you're feeling are totally justifiable. Yep. It will even trick you into thinking that you're not scared at all, that you're just being prudent, right? So, which, which we'll be discussing in a bit, actually. So, uh, so let's get into the five signs that your fears are holding you back. And the first one is hopelessness, right? Yep. So hope, hope is that feeling or expectation that something desirable is going to happen, right? And when, when you remove that hope, there's a vacuum in its place. And that vacuum is then, is then usually replaced with fear, right? Yep. And so we all know that hopelessness is, a, is an awful feeling, right? So what you have to do is when you feel that hopelessness, you got to learn to push through it. You got to you got to learn to get your hope back. And the rest of this podcast, we're going to talk specifically about how to do that. But for now, just understand that when you're feeling hopeless, you got to find out your why, why you're doing what you're doing, why you're feeling hopeless, so that you can dig in, so that you can push through it. Yeah, and a second sign uh, that fear is really getting in your way is that you hold back from what you really want to do. It's called frequent procrastination. Avoiding the thing that your brain tells you will be a source of discomfort and pain, whether it actually will be or not. Uh, this is often an irrational misjudgment, uh, a misdirection, a misprediction by your mind with tasks, people, and situations. And what I mean by that is this. Um, there's something you need to do and your mind automatically makes a prediction in that moment whether that thing is going to be pleasurable or painful and to what degree it's going to happen. So your brain will tell you this is good news or this is bad news. If your brain is telling you that it is bad news, but you're not questioning that assumption, well, then you're, you're mispredicting. You're avoiding a thing because you're not reading the situation or you're avoiding people because you're not reading the situation right. Uh, your avoidance is generally going to be accompanied by more discomfort because you know in the deep core of your being that you're not you're avoiding something that you really should be doing and that would probably be good for you. Yeah, and a third sign would be that you're highly distractible. Right? So when fear takes over, everything is more important. Social media, your email, taking out the trash, calling that long last friend that you've been mean to call for the past 10 years. And I always like to think of this as being in a constant state of getting ready to deliver, right? Uh, yeah. Right? So yeah. We, we try to perfect things and, and do things right before we launch, and we never get around to actually launching the thing that we were going to launch. We stay in this mm. perpetual state. Been there, done that. Right? And so we get highly, highly distracted by all these things that are going on, these things that our mind tricks us, our subconscious <laughs> tricks us into believing is more important than the task at hand. So we're really just hiding from our pain. Absolutely. And we don't even know it because our mind are so, is so powerful. It will trick us. Tricky, tricky, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Right. So this, this is why you need to be prudent in removing distractions and having a plan with your goals. That's such a good topic for discussion. We can do an entire episode or three on overcoming distractions, and we are. But we're going to go ahead and go to the fourth sign, which is being concerned about what other people think. And David, I've been a, a victim of this for years, worried that somebody's going to judge me if I do what I truly want to do in my, in, in my heart. And 
Most of the time, it actually kind of turned out to be true, but it didn't really matter. But that is a huge sign. So that that's one of the things that you'll have to worry about. For sure. Uh, that always gives us something to think about, right? Is what others will think, what others will think about. So I, th- I think we all suffer, you know, from those fears from, from time to time, whether it's mm-hmm. the fear of failure or the fear of success, right? All of that stuff we take a look at and it scares us, right? For, for different yeah. reasons, but it all based around the same thing, which is fear, mm-hmm. which kind of brings us to our, our fifth and final sign before we get into some, from some steps, which is chronic stress, right? Yes. So like you were talking about earlier, Fear also lives on a scale, right? Yeah. So the closer you get to the atikophobia, the more stressed you begin to feel, right? Yeah. Um, one thing to remember is that a little stress is good. It's yeah. motivating. It pushes us forward, right? Because mm-hmm. when we're when we're too relaxed with life and we don't feel any stress, there's not much that we do because we don't feel mm-hmm. we don't feel pushed to achieve what it is that we want to achieve. Yeah. But a lot of stress mm-hmm. is bad, right? Yes. It causes fatigue. It causes burnout. Which brings me to the Yerkes Dotson law, right? It's something that I use a lot in my professional life. And the way you look at it, the Yerkes Dotson law, it lives on a bell curve, right? So at the very at the very bottom, you have low amount low amount of stress will give you weak performance. But as you get more 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 stress, uh, increased attention and interest is 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 helped, and you start your performance starts to get stronger, right? You focus a little, right, right. Yeah. And so there is an optimal place in there where you have stress. Mm-hmm. And performance meet, and this is where you're trying to get because as you as your stress gets too high, and here I am trying to use my hands like everybody can see, me, right? <laughs> so as your as your stress level gets too high, right, you start going start going back downwards, and it starts impairing your performance yeah. because you start being anxious and you can't do the things that you want to do, and this is what we want to try to avoid. Yeah, your brain starts uh, pumping cortisol uh, into your central nervous system, which causes you to choke. Um, and, and of course, when you're feeling that kind of pain and stress, you want to find a way out of it. And for most of us, the first thing the brain shows us is a picture of something to distract ourselves. Right, from. Yeah. right. Yeah. So a little stress is good. Mm-hmm. When you're starting feeling a little bit of stress, lean into it. This is a good thing. Yeah. Don't overly stress yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because then you'll start burning out. So this is why you have to be aware of this. And so the stress you feel in relation to the fears that are holding you back it's because you're not living up to your hopes. Yeah. I've always been a, I've always felt that unrealized dreams cause stress because who you want to be, who you are authentically on the inside, if it doesn't match up to what you're doing on the outside, the life that you're living, that causes you stress because you you don't sync up. You're not syncing up who you actually are that on is the inside. Absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so so there you have it. There are five signs that fear may be holding you back. So how do you break through those fears and finally achieve your dreams, right? Now, easily said, I understand, right? <laughs> it's easy for me to say that, right? But yeah. it's, it's, it's not so easily done. First, you have to understand if you want to get from where you are to where you want to be, you must first have a destination in mind. Exactly. Then... It's just a simple matter of subtraction and addition, right? Now, I brought this up a little bit in the last podcast, mm-hmm. but all you have to do is you have to look at the person that you need to be to achieve the goals that you need to achieve. Don't look at it as debilitating. Don't be scared of it. Just mm-hmm. take that who you need to be, subtract who you currently are, and everything that's left over are the things that you have to work on. Maybe mm-hmm. there's skills that you have to learn. Yep. Maybe there's fears that you have to overcome. But now you have something to do, right? Yes. You have something to do. So, so T, what is the very first step 
in breaking through your fears? Well, first, David, you want to get started. The most dangerous thing about fear, especially if you're if you're dealing with chronic fears and, and negative thoughts on a daily basis, is the courage to just go ahead and take that first easy step. Uh, the best way to stand up to your fear of failure is to take a step forward toward your impending failure. Show it who's boss. We can do the first small, easiest things in defiance of what we feel. You see, the fear to do is like looking at an unopened box with unknown contents, and you're in bondage over whether or not to act, to simply reach and open the top of the box in order to reveal what's inside. When we dare to open the box to take that first small, easy action to see what's inside, then the mystery is solved and the prior feeling, the fear you feel felt before that moment is forgotten and is swept away and replaced by another thought. It's, it happens every single time. Now, when you open the box, there may be something not so comfortable inside, but it's better than not opening the box and being hounded about it the entire time. Because it's known. Exactly. Right. And that's what you want to know. You said it earlier. Yeah. The key, your brain is telling you that all it wants is more information so that it feels comfortable. And you can do that by taking that first action. Right. Because we fear the unknown. Yeah. So we need to know so that we can go into the future knowing what we're getting into mm -hmm. and we're not, and that's not causing us fear. So, mm -hmm. so the second step is to identify your fearful thoughts and feelings. Now I know what you're thinking, David, why is the second step identifying your thoughts and feelings and the first step is breaking through the fears well the reason is is because <laughs> i want you we want you to take action first just mm -hmm. do something because we want you to take action we want you to survive the action right yeah. and then we want you to celebrate it because you need to prove that your fears are irrational and when you prove that your fears are irrational you become more motivated so learn your fears know them name them I'm, I'm scared of talking in front of people, which, as I was saying earlier, I used to be scared to death of talking in front of one or two people. Just, it used you to would just never scare know me. it now. Yeah. So it took, it took some work. So know your fears, name them, do them. And then afterwards, you start realizing that was not as scary mm -hmm. as my thoughts were towards that particular fear. And so that's what I want you to do is identify your thoughts and your feelings, take action, survive it, celebrate it. All of that is very, very important. So T, what's the third step? The third step is to get started again. again. Now that you know what your fears are and you know what your worries are and you've taken stock. And if you've done what David said, you, you, you assessed who you want to be versus where you are. And you know, you've done the subtraction and you know that the leftover things are the steps you need to take, the skills you need. To, you can go ahead and start on those things right after you understand what's been holding you back. And here's the thing. Once you open the box and you assess what's in there, it will never go back into its previous shape. You will never feel that kind of fear toward that particular thing, which you've already done because now you're familiar with it. Yes. So the next step is to go ahead and get started again. You, you show bravery and courage by taking the first step just to get started. You've assessed your fears. You've looked at them. Now you know them. Okay. You've named them. And now that you have that information, you can go ahead and get moving. Right, right. Which, which brings the fourth step, which you need to change your relationship with fear. 
Yes. Right? We don't really we don't really have to worry about dying when we fail. It's re- failure is rarely an absolute life-destroying endeavor these days, yeah. right? Yeah. If we fail back in the back in the hunter-gatherer days, if we fail to catch food or fail to find water, we die, right? Yeah. So we have we so today we don't normally have those those we don't have to fear dying from our failures, but we feel that way. Yeah. It's like these kids today, they fear they're going to die if they can't get their phone charged. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, very true. But uh, one thing you remember is when you change your relationship with fear, you got to remember that fail, fa- failure is your feedback. Yeah. Right? It, it, it lets you know one more thing about how not to do something. You yeah. may not know how to do something, right? but by failing it, you learn to... You learn the one more way not to do it. And I, I think that you need to, you know, you need to plan to fail. And I know, T, you're going to talk about that here in a little bit because it's something that I think is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, but but you have to work on really understanding your relationship with fear, why it debilitates you, why it does what it does to you, um, and rename them. Use them as a, you know, use them as a way to propel yourself forward. But it all starts with turning the unknown into the known. That I think we've said four or five times now. Yeah. But it's yeah. something that's important. That's what fear is. Fear yeah. of the unknown yeah. is debilitating. Yeah. So what's the what's the fifth step in planning to fail? The fifth the fifth step is to actually understand that you are going to fail. Amen. And to be prepared mentally and logistically beforehand, knowing that eventually you're going to hit a wall and you're going to need to either go over it, around it, or under it, or through it. Okay. And what you want to do is you want to set yourself up to know this. Yes, you're going to fail. Now, how are you going to handle it? Now, the one thing you're not going to do is to sit there and make bad mispredictions about the future and your failure. You take those steps. You you take the first step. You learn and understand and audit and assess your emotions to understand what's going to happen when you take steps. You take the doggone steps you survive, you celebrate, and then understand that if you keep going, you're going to fail again. But how are you going to handle it? Now, me personally, I can tell you that I've already set it up to where no matter how much I fail, I'm going to keep going. Because if I'm failing, it means one thing. It means I'm in the middle of my dream and living it. So whatever happens, I will accept it and I will never stop and I will always persist. Now, that is me preparing to fail. You will have to do the same thing. What is going to be your attitude when you want to run up against problems? What's going to be your reaction when you run up against a lack of skill, a lack of resources, a lack of money? You have to prepare yourself to keep going. And that's the fifth step. David, what's the sixth? Well, before we get into the sixth, a point I want to make is mm-hmm. when you when you plan to fail, I think it's important that you fail early. You fail as fast as you can. Absolutely. Run into that failure because mm-hmm. the, if we if we don't plan to fail, that means we're we're planning to live a subpar life. Because if you want to live, if you want to have big audacious dreams, mm-hmm. right? You have to understand that there are going to be failures along the way. Yeah. Those failures are your teachers. So get to your teachers early on. Yes. Learn from them as early on as you can, so mm-hmm. that you can take those learnings with you. As you go forward, living those audacious dreams. When there's two phrases I've heard about that in the past that that really come together in that summary, and that is feel the fear and do it anyway and fail forward fast. Yes, which is a good book, Fail, fail uh, Failing Forward by John Maxwell. Love it. Read you it? read it? Long, long, long oh, time ago. Yeah, great book, great book. All right, so the sixth step. 
The sixth step is your action step, which is funny that that I call it our action step because this whole episode is all about taking action. Yeah. The entire thing is about taking action. But up until now, a lot of the stuff that is more mental, it's about preparing yourself for the things at hand, about overcoming the fear. Mm-hmm. So the, the the action step I want you to tap is I want you to break your goals down. You have to you have to know what it is that you want to do. And T and I have talked about it in a previous episode about taking small steps. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I guess we did, we talked about it today here yeah. as well. But, you know, you want to break your goals down and take small steps because this will make you feel more in control when you take small steps. If you have, if you're looking at the big picture, sometimes that big picture is scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, if you're going to paint a picture, paint this beautiful picture of your future, you're not just going to wave your hand and the picture's going to be there. You're going to start with the tree. Yeah. yeah. You're going to start with the water. You're going to start with the sky, the bird, whatever happens to be in that picture. So do the same thing. Break out the chunks. Start small. Mm-hmm. It, it shows that you're in control because if you take on too much all at one time and you fail, well, it's going to it's going to, you know, it's going to set you back and realize, oh, I can't do this big whole thing. So do it small. Do it yeah. small, get mm-hmm. some successes. You'll learn that failure is not such a bad thing, and then you'll be able to push past it. Yeah, and you're train tracking when you take those small. You're getting small uh, win after small right. win because there are small, easy steps to do. And the other thing that does when you do break it down like that, the the, the rule of that, you're, that your subconscious mind is just looking for more information, more familiarity before it becomes comfortable. Mm-hmm. When you break your task down into smaller steps, you're automatically fulfilling that rule because your mind now starts to understand that it's not a great big thing. It's a small thing and it can handle it. Right. You're not dead, right? Exactly. It didn't kill you. <clears throat> it didn't kill you, right? So it's all about gaining momentum. The gaining the momentum like you're talking about mm-hmm. helps you to feel more confident. Yeah. And then and then it's important to celebrate your wins. And I don't mean eat the cookie <laughs> if your goal is to lose weight. You don't want to you sabotage as a reward, right? right. So yeah. if you want to celebrate your win, if you're if you're on a diet and you're doing really good and you've lost, you know, 15 pounds, don't go eat that chocolate cake. Instead, mm-hmm. take yourself out to a movie, go buy the video game, go buy those new shoes that you want, whatever it is, celebrate yeah. it. But make sure that it's in line with mm-hmm. your goals and doesn't go against them. And have some small celebrations too. You don't have to go doing something uh, amazing like going on a vast, uh, an expensive trip or anything. There are small things you can do throughout the day to reward yourself for sticking to it. Right. Yeah. 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 Very well said. So uh, I know you've been. I know you want to talk about it. I know this is something that you have been very passionate about mm-hmm. um, uh, for a very long. I think as far as I know you, and that is focus. Yes. Yes. Now. Um, the thing about focus is this, one of the reasons we, uh, we procrastinate and we hold back and we fail to actually match ourselves with who we really want to be and creating our best selves, uh, is that we have a misaligned focus. David was talking about when you paint your picture, you can't just wave your arm in it and then suddenly a masterpiece appears. When we want to do something big, something bold, daring, and audacious, the picture we have in our mind can throw us off, which is why we say you got to break everything down. You don't, don't, don't just try to see a masterpiece. You look at the small parts. Your focus will determine whether or not you are afraid. So when, when you're working to overcome fear, you're actually changing your focus. The more you focus on the thing you want to do and you break it down into small steps, the easier it will be for you to take action to where you develop a habit 
instead of having to get up, motivate yourself and force yourself to do something. If you want to do something fearlessly, you've got to change your focus by following the steps that we're uh, giving you here by breaking it down um, and by taking small steps, you'll be able to do that automatically and you will, you'll feel compelled to do what you want to do because it is your dream. Yeah. Listen, T and, and everyone that's listening, I want you to have the audacity to dream big. Mm-hmm. I want you to live a big and bold life. Something that you have to understand, everyone that are hearing those words is you do not have to live a subpar life. And what I mean by living a subpar life is living the, not being able to live the life that you want to live because fear is stopping you from living it. You do not have to do that. You do not have to settle for where you are. I One of the things that saddens me more than anything is someone who has a dream, doesn't realize their full potential, that grabs the bar that's above their heads and pulls it down towards them instead of pulling themselves up towards it. Mm-hmm. it you know, So you do not have to live a subpar life. You have to learn to push past your fears and understand that those fears are just there to help you along the way. Use them as that. Do not let them stop you. Live your life the way that you want to live your life, right? No, there's no one out there that can tell you that you can't do this, that you can't do that, that you're not smart enough because you tell yourself that enough. So stop telling yourself that, lean into those fears and do big things. Stop making yourself smaller so that others can stand out. This is your time to shine. We need you We need your light. As a matter of fact, that light that I'm asking you to shine is the same light that will help illuminate your path forward. It will allow you to see the things that you need to see in the future so that you can overcome them. It will help make the unknown the known. Personally, I grew up very poor. And for the longest time, I couldn't get past my own thoughts of this, that this is it, that this is all there is, that this is all I can be. This is all that I can achieve. And as I started to create my best self, I began to suffer from imposter syndrome. And this is something that T and I had talked about before and how I felt this. And I no longer feel it anymore. But it caused me to second guess myself. So I started taking small steps that soon snowballed. And I no longer feel subpar, right? I no longer feel that way. I'm not saying that I'm the greatest, that I'm the best. Yeah, but you I, are. I no longer, I no <laughs> longer feel subpar to other people. I understand where my strengths are. I understand where my weaknesses are. I know what I have to work on. I know what I can push into. Now I have the audacity to dream big. I have the audacity to be more. So I want everybody listening to learn to be bold, to go out there and get whatever it is that you want to get. I rest my case. David, I have been privileged to be a witness to your growth over the years and to be inspired by your growth. And you're absolutely right. I am at a stage now that where I've learned to go ahead and to dare to dream big and to act with audacious boldness. But one of the secrets is the only way I can do it is to take small, easy steps, exactly as we've described in this episode. Small quality steps lead to big outcomes. And when you're looking to to do the big thing, it means you're going to do small things in an excellent way every single time. Yes, yes. I got a little fired up there. I had to drink some water. So, (laughs) all right. So, but but it does, it does. I'm fired up because I'm fired up, right? That's what it is. I hope it fired up, fired you up as well. So, so I'm ready, I'm ready to go and do big things. So I hope, I hope you are, uh, hope you are as well, T. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate your time and are eternally grateful for you spending it with us because we know you could have been doing anything else. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, so in the next episode, we're going to talk about distractions and proven strategies for overcoming them. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing, sharing, favoriting, heck, all of it, right? So as always, keep living your best life, keep pushing, and never give up on your dreams. We'll see you in the next episode.